0: ASI Oure. 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 (laughs) Oure. 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 Oure.
1: Good evening and welcome to One Life Left. We're a video game radio show, and my name is Steve Curran.
0: Hello, I am Simon Byron. How are you doing, Simon? Nice to see you, Steve. Yes, I'm doing very well. Thank you. It's it's been a week. Well, it's been a fortnight since I saw you. Um, I've just yeah, I've just returned from holiday. This is the first time I've been in the shed, uh, for any significant amount of time for about ten days.
1: How does it feel?
0: I forgot how it all works. <laughs>
1: How, what's the shed ambiance like tonight
0: uh well much as i'd left it actually um yeah all, all fine uh i'm getting quite excited because i have i've broken and ordered an arcade cabinet which is coming in three weeks time so as i look around the shed all i can think of is like oh i'm gonna be able to ignore all those arcade games aren't i I'm gonna be able to not <laughs> <laughs> not play okay them. so so tell us about
1: the cabinet tell us uh you know does it have how many buttons does it have
0: i will have six buttons per player. It's a two-player cabinet. I've ordered it from bitcade.co.uk. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gone for the Space Invaders uh, vinyl on the side. It looks like a Space Invaders machine. Nice. Um, and I've upgraded Hyperspin Spin um, operating system, so that, that comes with 9,000 games. It means you can add, add peripherals. Uh, I've added a trackball for Marble Madness. <gasps> You're welcome, okay. Mark-, Mark Cerny. Uh, i've I've upgraded the joysticks and the buttons to official Sanoa joysticks and buttons <laughs> I don't know what they are but they sound official um and so that's coming and then also uh um i I didn't go for a coin mechanism It will be on free play when you come over Steve um I did upgrade for the RGB underglow (Laughter what does that mean? It's going to underglow in RGB, so the bottom but of the base is. is going to throb at night. Uh, so excited about that. No, I've been, um, I've been, um, you know, thinking ahead to all the high scores that I'm going to set. I'm looking forward. Kate and I are going to... Um, we're going to tick off a list of uh, two-player games to finish, two-player coin-up games to finish. I mean, obviously, I finished them all already when I owned the ROMs. Um <laughs> But yeah, like going through things like uh, Double Dragon, Turtles, Gauntlet. Oh, it's going to be great.
1: That is excellent. Well, I'm very, very pleased for you. I do not have an arcade cabinet on the way. You'll have to come over. Come yeah, over. Yeah, I will.
0: I'll, 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 how many players is Turtles? Uh, well, it's a four-player arcade machine, but I, I'll only have two.
1: Oh, all right. So me and you then. Exactly perfect um i have i have no arcade cabinet but i've had a little break as well i went up to the north of england with my family how did that go oh, i was it was great um very very excited it was my 2-year-old daughter's first big train trip she was excited she was sort of staring out the window there are some sheep There are some cows, and there is uh, your vomit all over the train seat next to her. Oh, no. So that was fantastic. Um, Dealt with that and then had a lovely time in the north of England. Um, It was great up there. So, yeah, I've had a really, really nice break. But, of course, the the issue was we missed E3, didn't we? Well,
0: E3 missed us, I'd like to think.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I suppose uh, we didn't sign up for virtual press passes, uh, which again, I saw went through another bit of a scandal this week when someone discovered you could access the details of all of the journalists, um, just by searching, trying to make friends on their, um, their social networking part of the site. But, um, yeah, we were not, our details were not open sourced to everyone, thankfully, because we didn't have press passes because we were on holiday. Uh, but I assume the news section is going to be busting with details of new releases.
0: Well, when I was doing my prep for the show, um, mm-hmm. which is certainly overstating the amount of effort I put into it, but it's—I um, I think I only picked one E3 story. Okay, right. Um Yeah, I mean, did you did you follow it last week? Oh, you, you were so you you were around last week. I was I was actually on holiday. I was in Scarborough, mm-hmm. um, and you
1: can't get the internet in Scarborough,
0: can no. you? No. It's very, well, you, you all, we all had to run down to the internet box on the corner of the street and we all watched it together. We all watched the Nintendo Direct together.
1: I believe Scarborough Market is just, it's just packed with people burning off One Life Left episodes, just stacks of <laughs> exactly. CDs with, uh, yeah, got any season 12, season 12, I'm looking for season 12, episode four. You just get those there. Um, I've not. I've not really caught up on the news of you through it I was kind of hoping you were going to ask me questions get me to guess things about it um, alright so,
0: well, well should we see how we get on
1: let's see how we get on I do have one news story, but it's not really news. It's more something that bewildered me. So maybe you should start.
0: Okay, uh, but, 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 well, uh, my first story uh, I picked from PCGamer.com, uh, written by Jody McGregor, about about 17 hours ago is what is uh, what it says on the site. Uh, Battlefield 4 server capacity increased to deal with players hyped for Battlefield 2042. The reveal of Battlefield 2042's gameplay trailer during the Xbox and Bethesda showcase at E3 this year seems to have gone well if the spike in player numbers for Battlefield 4 is anything to go by. Excited players have been flocking to the last near-future game in the series... Uh, in such numbers that EA has had to boost the server capacity to cope with the influx. We were absolutely blown away by your excitement and reactions to the recent Battlefield 2042 reveal, an EA community manager wrote. Since then, many of you jumped back into Battlefield 4 to already get a taste of the return to all out warfare. We've been monitoring your experience and noticed queue times in the US West region were far longer than in other regions. Good news! with increased server capacity for this region. You can expect less waiting and more playing. So that's good for them, uh, Steve, isn't it? That everybody was so excited about the reveal of uh, Battlefield 2042's gameplay trailer, that they all flocked to Battlefield 4 because of that trailer, didn't they?
1: Well, it's also good for you, isn't it, Simon, as One Life Left's Battlefield correspondent.
0: Uh, you've got me confused with someone else there.
1: <laughs> but, uh, well actually
0: tired? let me Go tell on. you let me tell you what I know about this player spike, shall I? Mm-hmm. Please do. Um, you know, I would say that to um to assume that everybody flocked to Battlefield four because they were excited about the gameplay trailer of uh, Battlefield twenty forty two, um, and that alone Seems a little disingenuous to me when actually they were giving away Battlefield 4 for free a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> that I would assume is why people have been flocking to Battlefield 4. It's because it was free. It's PC a good Ga-
1: news story, though, isn't it?
0: Well, PC Gamer didn't seem uh, it was it seemed to to take EA's community manager posting um, take it take it as gospel when I when I think you know poke behind the community manager postings and you'll find an altogether different story once again relying on one life <laughs> left
1: to really drill into you know the second or third paragraph of news stories uh thanks Simon can i can i deal with my news story now please do all right okay so i picked this one up from uh, eurogamer.net our good friends uh, our good friends at eurogamer and um the headline is Looks like self-pickup is coming to PUBG in the next update. So what what do you take from
0: that headline, Simon? Well, Steve, I take that great minds think alike because I was going to ask you exactly the same questions. <laughs> and the, resist, the risk of it sounding, you know, once again as two old men not understanding what's happening in the games that the children play, um, I looked at that and thought, right, cool, What self-pickup. <laughs>
1: well me too and i thought that's okay it's a new site it's going to explain that because i know about video games and there's no way it could possibly be using a term like that other than to grab me bring me into the article and then explain what it means in the first first paragraph so subheader also expect new weapons vehicles and maybe even a new zone feature i can interpret all of that new weapons what's a I new under- weapon i know what a weapon is great vehicles uh-huh. I've heard of them. Mm-hmm. And maybe even a new zone feature, right? Well, zones. Fine. I can interpret what a zone is in PUBG. No problems. Move on to the first paragraph. Um, following the release of a new video teaser showcasing what's new in the upcoming upcoming updates for PUBG, fans think they've discovered new features coming from the original Battle Royale game, including new weapons, Bosch, vehicles, cool, a new zone feature, right, and even self pickup. Cool. Right then, there's um, then there's a uh, embedded video. So what? I'm like, scroll down below the embedded video. I'm assuming second para is going to continue final word of that first para and explain what self pickup is. I brace myself, and it goes on. According to a new analysis by data miner player IGN, thanks PC Games Network, as well as self pickup tygo's new 8x8 map sorry what do you mean as well as self-pickup explain what self-pickup is skip on uh a second tree's a blah 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 keep scrolling keep scrolling embeds a tweet from player ign new features in the 8x8 map trailer pony coupe vehicle possible self-pickup then some <laughs> weapons scroll down scroll down scroll down um Interestingly, the rumour of self-pickup's been further stoked by the French language PUBG Twitter account that teased combat doesn't stop at death. What self-pickup? Anyway, it doesn't explain. Did you did you work it out?
0: Well, I would guess um, that you are able to revive yourself. Is that what it is? Give yourself a bit of
1: a pickup when you're down and out. Maybe. I guess that's what it implies from that,
0: that tweet, but I've never, never heard that term before. I originally assumed it was whenever you uh, come across new weapons or ammo, you automatically pick them up. That was what I genuinely assumed. It was like, and I thought, oh, hasn't he got that already? I mean, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. Uh, but no, it's, um, yeah, self-pick. We'll, we'll all be self-pick-upping when this, um, <laughs> when this new update comes out on the 7th of July and consoles on the 15th of July. Um, what did you think of that embedded trailer, by the way? It did look I didn't good, didn't it? it? I was you too
1: bewildered it? by the self-pickup thing and, and was desperately scanning for more information. Did you watch it?
0: I watched it as you were reading the story because I'd already okay. read it, and I thought, that looks good. How do you pronounce the... Because um, I, I did note that you skipped the name of the update from <laughs> from your news reports. How do you think I you pronounced that? I cleverly
1: skipped it the first time, but I did actually read it later. Okay. Uh, when I was, I was reading too busy things, I said Tygo.
0: Tygo. Okay, you think that's Tygo. right? Yeah. I think that's official. Well,
1: the official. thing is, uh, someone on the Discord asked us, uh, you know, pointed out that we would need jokes in order to become uh, funny. And I what? said that we've what got part of the Discord is this? Oh, this is the, you know, user feedback part. Right. It's where they approach us and say things like, uh, sounds a bit unbalanced this week.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So, um... Someone someone did mention that, we, you know, I said we've got several jokes, and one of those jokes, of course, is us mispronouncing things, which means we can't possibly get the pronunciation of Tygo wrong unless we get it right.
0: Did we ever say that we um, aspired to be funny? (laughs) No. No,
1: No, I would have hoped that that was clearly... Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, very good.
0: All right, let's move on. Next new section. Uh, FIFA 21 is temporarily letting players see what's in their loot boxes before buying them. Uh, FIFA 21, and this is from uh, Video Games Chronicles, uh, Chronicle, written by Chris Scullion, uh, yesterday. 12.44pm, you see, that's a little more. That's what you want, isn't it, rather than <laughs> PC gamers. Oh, sanctuary. we don't know. You know, 16... <laughs> he filed this... I'd imagine Chris filed this and then popped off for an early lunch. Uh, FIFA 21 has introduced a new system which lets players see what's in their loot boxes before buying them, as explained in the game's official Pitch Notes blog. From now until the end of its Festival of Football season, which appears to end July 16th, all packs in the game's store will be replaced with new preview packs. Choosing a preview pack will perform the usual pack-opening animation and show the player its contents, but without taking payment from the player. The player will then get to choose whether to buy the pack using either in-game coins or FIFA points, or leave it if they don't think the rewards are good enough. If they decide not to buy the pack, a refresher timer will then be applied, during which time they can come back and buy the pack if they change their mind. Once the refresh timer ends, the pack will be removed and a new pack will be made available to preview. How do you feel okay. about this change, Stee? Isn't it just describing how a shop works? <laughs> it is describing how a shop works. And... and um. Uh, what it's not, not describing is how loot boxes have worked up until now. Hmm. So they're replacing
1: the loot, mo- loot box mechanics with the standard go into a shop, see something, decide whether you want to buy it, go out of the shop, have a little window of time where you go, oh, actually, I'd like mm-hmm. to go back into the shop, buy that thing, and then you know decide you don't and just go home. That seems like how things should be if you are focusing on microtransactions.
0: Yeah, and uh, the speculation around is that they've done this specifically because if you can see what you're getting, it's not gambling, Steve, All right, it's not mm. gambling, and it's a shop. And therefore, you can't make us. Uh, the, the, yeah, then we can't be done for any gambling uh, issues, making children gamble. Well, they can't
1: be done for any gambling issues over the next couple of weeks, exactly. and then what is then it, that, is
0: the plan to revert? Then that timer ends. And uh, we go back to gambling. I, I don't know. It's, it's it's it is obviously um, a test uh, just to see what the reaction is. I think it's well. Obviously, it's it's good in that you know people will know what they're getting. I still imagine that the that the packs themselves will be um, uh, generated randomly. So it's a collection of items that are all bundled together. Um, so I'd imagine that the contents are still you know, uh, random um, themselves. But that, that, that idea that you know what you're going to get, I think, can only be a good thing. Even though, I mean, you know, I've just come in the shed from watching uh, Wales-Italy. Um, you know, it wasn't the greatest game, but the Welsh have qualified. Congratulations, Wales, uh, going through second. Um, yeah, and anyway, you know, it was a great game. Plucky Wales uh, held out, uh, only conceded one goal. We we're down to 10 men. Uh, you know, it was back to the wall for the last 10 minutes, but they made it through some incredible uh, stops and saves. Uh, really, really good, really exciting game. You come in here and you read the language of the game of, you know, the, the language of the video game of that. Where, <laughs> you know, talking about preview packs, FIFA coins, you know, all the rest of it, refresh timers. And all the rest, like, oh, It feels quite far removed, doesn't it?
1: It does. Um, here's a news story from VG247. Bayonetta 3, quotes, still exists and development is, quotes, progressing well. This is by Stephanie Nunnally, uh, written on 19th of June 2021 at 1857 GMT. Another E3, another Bayonetta 3 no-show. It's getting rather depressing, but don't worry, lovelies, he writes. Bayonetta 3 is still in development and things are progressing nicely. That's according to Nintendo's Bill Trinan and Nate Bildorf speaking in an interview with GameSpot. I can confirm, says Bill Bill Froth. Hold on. This dude's name has changed... From paragraph to paragraph here, and the reason I know that is because I had enough trouble pronouncing it the first time. <laughs> Hello, what's going on? Well, first para, B I H L D O R F F. About eight words later, B I H
0: L F R O F F from Bill Dorff to Bill Froth. Interesting. And uh, you know, are there any other uh, deviations? Further down the news story,
1: scrolling down. Who knows nothing. where it'll end up? Who knows. Anyway, one of those men says, "I will even <laughs> go one further and say that not only does it exist, but it is progressing well." Oh, actually, that comes from uh, Bill Trunnan. Uh, we like to show things we're ready to sh- when we're ready to show them, and certainly we like to show things when the developer is ready to show them. We didn't have it at E3, but stay tuned. So presumably that's coming to a Nintendo Direct later. In the year, are you excited about a new
0: Bayonetta? I am not, Steen, No.
1: No. Why is that?
0: Uh, I played the first one when it was reissued on uh, Switch. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I really mm. did enjoy it, actually. I, although, I, I, as I've said on the show before, I found it um, uh, it was a little bit saucy, and I had to turn mm. I had to turn the um, screen away from the other commuters in case they thought <laughs> I was I was a dodgy. <laughs> Dodgy person. Um. Uh. But then I went straight into um. Uh. Bayonetta two. Straight into it. I enjoyed it so much. And, and I thought, oh, actually, I can't be bothered starting this again. So, um, I'm I'm yet to play Bayonetta two. I would like to, and then I'll be interested in Bayonetta three. Okay.
1: Okay. Uh. That's an acceptable answer. I've actually never played a Bayonetta game. Um. But I'm I'm you know, I'm interested. So maybe this is the one eventually when it comes out. Uh, there's another news story further down the uh, page about Baldur's Gate 3, which says basically the same thing. It's not here. And I guess that's the E3 news cycle is you run a week of stories about all of the games that were at E3, and then a further week of stories of all the things that you were disappointed that weren't.
0: Right, well, let's talk about this then. Let's, let's address the elephant in the room. Um, I watched the Nintendo Direct uh e3 edition in scarborough mm-hmm. um on pretty decent uh internet um i was holidaying with other with other members of the games industry um and their family and it was the nintendo Direct that brought us all together well we all watched that one together whereas the rest of e3 we were um following independently um now uh I have to say the this E3 and and the the fact that there is a new story about the stuff that didn't feature in in it, um, is indicative of 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 what did go on right there was nut no, there was <laughs> I think that um Nintendo must sit there and see all of this enthusiasm and demand 4. Oh, tell us, you know, surely it's the thirtieth fifth anniversary of Zelda. Surely you're going to give us remastered Wind Waker and um, Ocarina of Time, etc. Oh, you know, you've not done anything on Mario Kart. That keeps selling. Please, can we have some DLC for it? Obviously, you've told us you're not going to say anything about the Switch Switch Pro, but wouldn't it be good if you just dropped us a little bone here or there? Um, Now, uh, did you watch Twin Peaks when it came out originally? I did not. So Twin Peaks, TV, uh, American TV series directed by David Lynch, it was all about right, who killed Laura Palmer. And that was the mystery from the, the opening episode at the end of the first season. You know, we watched it weekly. You know, you couldn't binge stuff then. Uh, but you knew it was the last episode and you knew that you were going to find out who uh, Laura Palmer uh, was killed by. Um, and also you knew that the, it was on at nine o'clock and it finished at 10. Now, there was a scene in uh, That Twin Peaks where a man in a Zimmer frame, I think it was, really slowly walks from one part of a room to another. It must take two minutes. But when you know that the clock's ticking down to these re- re- these revelations, it was it was like, oh, get on with it, go ahead and make it move faster. <laughs> now, apparently David Lynch did that deliberately, like to, to, to really, really make the fans feel... Um, this this urge to, to want to get to the end of the show and that to me feels like what Nintendo just did with their e3 direct. Do you know what they announced?
1: Okay, I'm trying to remember um, not from not from the announcement which I missed, but from the things that people were getting excited about on Twitter and I can remember two things. okay. That did sound, to be fair, exciting, and I am excited about as well. And those things were New Advance Wars. Is that what you heard? That's what I inferred from what people were saying. Is that not the case?
0: It's not. It's Advance Wars One and Two on Switch. (laughs) Oh no! They've got prettier graphics.
1: They've got prettier graphics, but it's Advance Wars One and (laughs) Two. Because that's why you play Advance Wars for the graphics, right? Like, well, exactly.
0: Oh, what a nonsense! Okay, what else did you hear that you were excited about? Well, now let me dash that for you. New WarioWare? There is a new WarioWare, yeah. Okay, Um, thank goodness. All right. Yeah, you know, but uh, WarioWare was a DS game, right? That um, uh, that for the for the you know really played on the novelties that you had back then, which was touchscreen and a stylus and stuff like that. Whereas what else are they going to be able to do with it now? I mean, I, I, I don't know. I just don't think it's going to be that. the I don't think it's going to have the same impact.
1: I think you can do a ton of cool stuff with that hardware. Like, and I would imagine that they will. I think that's going to be a cool, short, surprising game. Okay. Well, what was I'm... the name of that Switch game that came out um, right at the start? 1-2 Switch.
0: Yeah.
1: So that did lots and lots of fun things, right, that showed off how the Switch hardware Works, the thing with the ball bearings inside the controllers yep. uh, and rocking the baby to sleep and all of that sort of stuff. I imagine WarioWare on Switch being that but hyper fast. And well, that sounds like. Well, it's cool very to difficult
0: me. to do those hyper fast though, of course, isn't it? Because you need to remove the Joy Con and you need to know exactly where it is. And it also needs to be playable on the Switch Lite. Which and the doesn't Switch have, Pro with its triangular screen. Exactly. Like, so, exactly. So, you know, and the Switch, Pro, uh, Switch Lite doesn't have removable Joy-Cons, doesn't have Rumble, you know. So I, 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 don't, I don't know, but for me, I don't think it's going to have exactly the same impact. Mm-hmm. They announced a new Metroid, didn't they? That's really exciting, Steve, isn't it? Really exciting. They did uh, Metroid
1: Prime, uh, sorry, Metroid 5? Five, five? Metroid five, six. Dread, six. Dread. Dread. Dread, right, Judge Dread.
0: Metroid Dread, which it turns out we were watching it and Mike, um, uh, the games industry uh, individual that I was on holiday with said, that looks like a mobile game to me when it started showing the footage and then couldn't believe it was coming out on Switch. Anyway, it turns out this game has been in development for fifteen years, so it started off, <laughs> tied off as a DS game, like uh, yeah, presumably as a DS game, but isn't going to be the all you know the all singing, all dancing Metroid game that it's 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 two D anyway. But um, all right, can we just drill into
1: that? Been into been in development for fifteen years. Yes. Thing? What does that mean?
0: Well, that it's had problems.
1: Does it or does it mean that they started development fifteen years ago? Worked on it for, you know, nine months. And then we're like, all right, lads, this isn't going to fly. Put it away. And then panicked maybe three months ago. and are like, we need something to announce quickly. What have we got in the drawer? <laughs> Went rummaging. Found some source code, some magnetic tapes with old Metroid project written on it. Dug it up and thought, yeah, this will do. Polished it a bit. Bosh.
0: Maybe. Maybe. Um yeah, I mean obviously we don't know the full story behind it, but again, it's a little suspicious that they were doing it 15 years ago. Um yeah. Mario Party Superstars, right? A new Mario Party. Hooray! Do you remember the new Mario Party that we had a couple of years ago that I've literally played twice? This I, is a I brand think Mario new Party is game.
1: abysmal. Like wow. it's, I think it's a dreadful game. Um and that I think that because I don't have any friends, and if I did I wouldn't play that game with them. <laughs> if I did, I imagine I wouldn't if I tried to play that game with them. Um, it is fan service and r- random garbage.
0: Well, there we go. There's a whole new one of those uh, coming out this summer, Steve, for you to enjoy. Rather than you know, And what they're doing is they're making everybody that was excited about it when it came out a couple of years ago buy a whole new game rather than introducing additional expansions or what have you, which again mm-hmm. seems... I don't know, deliberately anti- antagonistic. So, um, uh, and then Super Monkey Ball, did you see that? I did see that. And
1: it is a remaster of Super Monkey Ball 1 and 2. Is that right? And another thing?
0: I think so. There's a little confusion about what it exactly is, but everybody seems to believe that it is uh, Super so Monkey Ball 1 and 2. Super Monkey Ball 1, a 10
1: out of 10 game for me. Uh, it's absolutely perfect. But it was perfect for the GameCube and the GameCube controller with those tiny little notches in it, which let you lock to those directions. So it'll lose a little, I think, on the Switch controllers, especially with their drift. That's not going to be good, is it? Um, and Super Monkey Ball 2, a uh, fantastic collection of mini games in there. Uh, the courses aren't as good, they're a bit gimmicky, but I'm, yeah, that will be good and I will end up buying that
0: other things they showed arcade game cruise and blast that's the first time i've heard of that arcade game Mm. um so yeah um the game that they shadow dropped was strange brigade from rebellion now i do like their switch games but i already i've already i I think it's in game pass and i've still not played it so i'm not gonna won't be buying that (laughs) and then they admitted they said look we haven't we aren't going to do anything else on zelda apart from uh, Zelda Game & Watch, I am into that, actually, uh, which is coming out towards the end of the year, which will be a, a, so similar to the Mario Game & Watch, an updated version of the classic uh, single-screen Game & Watch device. You'll be able to play um, a Link to the Past on it, the Game Boy version. Again, so that I, I am into that. They said they haven't got anything else to show. So there was no Wind Waker, no um, Ocarina, but they did end. And again, it was um, what they said before this Nintendo Direct was, this is all about software coming out this year. Anyway, it turns out that's not the case because they also showed uh, Mario and Rabbids sequel, but also a minute and a half of Breath of the Wild 2, which looked really, 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 really good. So it ended on a high high point, but yeah, I don't know. There was so much expectation for me, desperate to spend money on the Switch, and uh, I came away pretty cold, actually.
1: Well, I am sorry to hear that. We... Are really, you know, running tight on the news section right now. But I should say any news from Sony or Microsoft worth
0: mentioning? Uh I so I, the the Microsoft Conference was really good. Um loads of games coming to Game Pass, you know, uh, that increasingly looks like ridiculous value for money. Nothing from Sony who who stayed away from E3, even though there wasn't actually there wasn't an E3. All of mm-hmm. it was Virtue, Sony didn't do anything. So nothing about them. The the one thing I was going to mention, I was going to come to this as a, as a story, is that I found it genuinely interesting, but with all the stuff that had gone on on, on E3, the straddled, you know, two or three weekends, I think it was, with the Guerrilla Collective that started, and then that was the second weekend, and then the, yeah, so it, it ran over three weeks, mm-hmm. basically. So much stuff. You know, you can play things on the, um, uh, there are time-limited demos on the Xbox and on Steam at the moment, Which again seems ridiculous because I know how much effort goes into making these demos. And the fact that they're only being uh, put up there for a week seems criminal to me. Mm. I hope that there is some way of reintroducing them down the line. Because I've been on holiday um, and haven't (laughs) haven't been able to play them. Uh, But the one thing that I did when I was um, looking for news stories was that I I didn't see that Sam Barlow had announced um, his next game. And that's the problem with all of this stuff happening. All of this noise, brilliant, this focus on gaming. I didn't realise that he'd done his He's announced uh, immortality, uh, which will be out next year. But um, yeah, coming to PC in 2022. I'm excited about that. I love Sam's uh, previous games. Uh, but we I should get it. him on the show. He would be him an on the excellent show. guest. So there we go. That was it. E, that was E3 and one life's left. Left's highlights. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Simon. One Life Left Video Game News with Anne Scantleberry.
1: We're back. This is One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. And also, possibly in your ears as a podcast, we exist on the internet at www.onelifeleft.com. Thanks to our under-caretaker, Phil, for uploading the show every week. Uh, if you go to that website, you can find the show notes. And in the show notes, it will tell you the name of the piece of music that Simon has selected to Entertain you with this week. We can't tell you what that is now uh, because it's not there yet. Simon, you um, you chose a successful piece of music last week that got
0: the uh, got the writer very excited. They tweeted, "I'm on the radio." There we go. You see, stuff that dreams are made of. Um, <laughs> yes. Well, you're welcome. It's a great track. That's why we picked it. So I just want to jump back to. It. I didn't mean to come across as all negative about everything. There, it was just. So I was desperate for. So, you know, Desperate to throw my money at people, and I felt a little bit underwhelmed. But obviously, games are still brilliant, and actually, there was a lot to like at E3. But uh, just yes, yeah, did you up. see Wholesome Direct? No, no. What what happened
1: in that? Loads of wholesome things, and they're all brilliant. And that's what I like about uh, this kind of E3. Used to be a nightmarish hellscape of a convention centre uh, with lots and lots of people and lots of things shouting at you. But the way it seems to have evolved during COVID, but also kind of before that is it is a, um, a time in the calendar where lots of different not just companies, but groups of people put on their own mini-shows. And the Gorilla Collective is one of those. Wholesome Direct uh, is another. And it's just a nice opportunity to sink into the things that we love about games without being dominated by the aspects of games that are kind of more visible, uh, but also the things that, I don't know, I personally don't find as interesting because they've existed for so long and I've, I've played so many of them already. Uh, but yeah, a lot of brilliant, brilliant things. Announced this week, and I'm sure we'll be hearing about them and talking about them more over the next couple of years.
0: Uh, we should crack on with the letters, shouldn't we? Yeah, we've got loads. Email,
1: messages, and forward,
0: BCC, one life letters.
1: I mean, we actually do on the Discord. We've got like four, I think. Uh, did we have
0: any to our inboxes? I'll start with that one, shall I? Okay. (laughs) Dear team and somewhat sporadic guest, I downloaded the latest Inkle game, Overboard, this morning. Neat concept, well executed, no plans for an Android port, 7 out of 10, and was tickled to hear The Flight of the Bumblebee as the opening music. It's a funny tune in any context. See the countless YouTube videos of people shredding it on guitar at daft tempos. But it's always a nice surprise to hear a recognisable piece of classical or commercial music pop up unexpectedly in a video game setting. There's the obvious soundtrack ones. The ska-punk jukebox of the Tony Hawk series. The diegetic music in GTA. But it's the little blast that come out of nowhere that delight. Like the Blue Danube playing during Docking in Elite or Ode to Joy in Peggle. Do you have any memorable musical moments from games? or any of that have led you to listen to more of the same outside the game, your craftily choral correspondent, Chris Conroy. Crikey, that was a letter.
1: It was a really good letter. For me, the first thing that sprang to mind when um, when I read that letter from Chris uh, was the opening moments of uh, the Offspring song uh, in Crazy Taxi. Yeah. When you start and it goes, yeah, 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 yeah. And when um, Sega re-released that on PC, I remember downloading it really, really excited and being completely left completely flat because they'd ripped out all of the music, which presumably they couldn't re-license. Luckily, some smart nerd produced a patch for it, which patched all of that stuff back in, which you could download from the internet. So yeah, that's I, I love it when uh, a piece of music becomes so associated with a game um, that they are, yeah. Just hearing it takes you back to. I was always terrible at Crazy Taxi. Were you any good at it?
0: Well, it was an arcade game, wasn't it? So it was you were it was you were supposed to be terrible at it. How, how else would True. they get any more good money point. from you? Are you going to have it on your cabinet? I will do. Yeah.
1: Okay, I'm there. What about you?
0: Um, Yeah, I do like uh, how games will let you discover uh, new bands and artists and stuff. I mean, FIFA um, uh, for some time has had quite an eclectic mix of um, artists that I've not heard of. And uh, I've definitely gone out and discovered new... um, new bands whose name escapes me currently there's a vr game um a vr drumming game that i think i mentioned i played the demo of uh, a couple of weeks ago that came out uh, while i was on holiday i'm gonna buy it this week and again that's all indie music um so uh n- no famous bands uh but already the three tracks on that will i'm sure have me uh seeking out more by those artists so yeah brilliant way to discover new music for sure dance dance revolution
1: as well i remember especially euro mix from about 2002, which had a load of awful songs on, but as soon as I hear Duran Duran's Ordinary World song, (laughs) my feet start moving. Can't stop it. Uh, All right, here's a letter from uh, Lawrence Weir, who writes, Hi team, it being Father's Day, who are your favourite dads in games? Are there any you would have switched your own father for? Love the show, kiss, kiss. What about you, Simon? Who's your favourite dad in a
0: game? Well, having recently finished Resident Evil 8, I have to say that Ethan does go to some extraordinary lengths for his daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, certainly more than I'd do for my kids, genuinely. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he's someone to, um, to look up to. Um, he's a dad from Heavy Rain. I mean, again, he, he went through the mill. Uh, but it all worked out for me when I played it so um, uh, any other dads? Yeah, I can't think of any more what about Bowser? King Dad he's called of course Um, well the last game I played him Bowser kept annoying me whenever he turned up so uh, he didn't get a card off me this year
1: sorry to hear that I had another answer for that can't remember what it is I'll have to go with Bowser then I think, oh Dream Daddy. All of those dads. Wow. It's quite a lineup of dads. <laughs> Pick one. Pick any of them. Alright, thanks, Lawrence. Hi team, writes uh Ben Hall. Possibly not with Anne or a super special guest. We all know that Simon will be buying the play date in order to help shore up the Hitch and Canal flood defences in a few months' time. But will he also be buying the special pen holder that comes with it? And could One Life Left make a special Yacht Games episode that could be played on the pen holder? Cheerio, pen holder Ben Hall. P.S. <laughs> what is the best way to format a letter in Discord? Well, it's exactly what you've done there, Simon, uh, Ben. You've you've written it out. You've posted it in the mailbag, our rate-limited forum on Discord. And, uh, yeah, we're now reading it out on the show. Uh, did you see this play date? pen holder speaker thing
0: yes i did and i will be buying a play date maybe not for me maybe as a gift for kate i think it's the sort of thing that she would like that idea of seasons of games i think um is really good and it looks like you can do some fun stuff with it i saw that um the uh there's a papers please style game that's been announced for it which i think was good we sort of sc- use the scroll wheel to review or, or sort of flick through mm. the um the virtual cards uh so that could be nice um but uh they've not uh, a pre-order's gone live um i imagine like everything is at the moment that it is actually going to be impossible to buy anything i am. Um, mm. You know, I I can't remember if I told you I had a PlayStation five in my in my basket from very um, a couple is actually in there and it was going to arrive next week. I'm like, oh, great. I've got one. I had to buy the bundle with Ratchet and Clank. No worries. Um, If that's the price of of getting it, that's what I'm going to pay. I was like, cool. King in your bag. Right now, I'll put your card details. I was like. This is five (laughs) hundred and twenty nine pounds for a game that I don't really want to play, Uh, so I so I I I didn't I didn't check out Mm. I I I left it, but I I dashed into Sainsbury's yesterday, and as I was going in, there was a man who'd gone in store into the Argos, walking out with a PlayStation Five, and and I said when we passed, you know, as men, I don't often speak to other men in the supermarket. I just went. I mean, how the heck did you get one of those? Which is an odd thing to say, given that I could have had access to one, but mm. chose not to. And he just said, oh, it's loads of hard work. He said, I'm not interested in Ratchet and Clank. He said, it's, I'm, I'm all about um, uh, Elden Ring, um, or whatever it's called. But yeah, he seemed very happy that he got one, which I think was a state of mind that I was in before I came to my senses, £529, <laughs> to play for Ratchet and Clank. Um, so yes, I will be buying the pen holder.
1: Dear team and uh, super slippery guest, writes Chris Conroy, basically then goes on to remind us that he's already sent a letter that um, we haven't read out, but we could also do a shout out to the OLL Strava group. Uh, there's an exercise group now on our Is Discord. Yeah,
0: Honestly, that's excellent. Being a One Life Left listener, I mean, it's like being on holiday, isn't it? With like organised <laughs> activities, It's like being a butley. Organised <laughs> activities going on. Uh, that's great. Who's winning? Who's winning on uh, Strava? I'm not sure.
1: I'm not sure. But if you want to updates on that, or even if you want to join the One Life Left Strava group, please, please join the Discord. You can find a link to that in the show notes. Pop along. We'll give you a listener number. We'll find a game for you. And, you know, you can also exercise with the team. And by the team, I mean Chris. <laughs> Great. Uh, dear Hello, team, writes Weasel Spoon. What are your favourite quotes from games? Traditionally, game dialogue has not been the best, but for every poorly translated, all your base that belong to us. There must be air. We all make choices in life, but in the end, our choices make us. Pip-Pip, Robert. Favourite quotes from games, Simon, so, mean, that's a difficult one to spring on you.
0: Well, it is. But fortunately, uh, I was listening to something on uh, Radio 5 Live where they were talking about the Euros. And they were talking for, some, I forget which, which show it was or which podcast it was, but they were talking about um, the early versions of Pro, pro Evolution Soccer. Um, and how they used to get around uh, the licensing issues with these teams that were approximate versions of their real-life counterparts, but also how um, the commentary uh, was very poorly localised. And the one that I'd forgotten about was um, when you took a shot on goal and it went over the bar, the commentator would scream, too much high! <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is very which very Which is true. It's good. true.
1: Uh for me my my favourite quotes from games are pretty much all from Parappa the Rapper. It's one of those games that has seeped into my life so much that it is impossible not to hear certain things uh in in the rhythm of um of that game. If anyone ever says check Anything, uh, I immediately think of the second level, of uh, parappa the level with the driving instructor, where constantly you know she's saying check and turn the signal to the right, and as soon as someone says check, the rest of my head completes and turn the signal to the right. Or if you are a pro parappa player going for the cool ranking, you might improvise and make parappa go check turn signal to the check turn right. Um, or anything like that cheap cheap the cooking chicken um m i x the flour into the bowl crack 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 the egg into the bowl i it's so much of my brain is just caught up in these tiny little rhythmic loops from that game um that when I am inevitably uh in a home aged let's be optimistic early sixties uh I'll just be there in my chair rocking back and forward. Muttering Parappa lyrics. That's how it. um, That's how this life begins, and that's how this life ends. Simon.
0: Hey, you know, um, I got sent the Fortnite postcard because I'm a I'm a young influencer. Um, I also returned from from holiday to see that I've been invited to go and look at a retirement village in Watford. (laughs) Congratulations. Yeah, I know. So I'm straddling two um two tick boxes. And the thing is though, uh if if you just go for the appointment, you get a thirty pound mm. Marks and Spencer's voucher. And I was seriously <laughs> considering going, just for thirty pounds Marks and Spencer's voucher. I realised you couldn't buy video games in Marks and Spencer's, so I'm not going. Oh well.
1: Maybe they'll uh <laughs> maybe give it five years. Gaming demographic Compu- gets exactly. older Con- again and
0: C- computer exchange voucher, I'm there. <laughs>
1: all right uh thank you for all your letters this week if you would like to um send a letter to one life left you can do so by emailing team at one life or just pop along to the discord and post your letters there our oh, one life left we're a radio show on resonance 104.4 fm we're also a podcast you can find that at www.onelifeleft.com thanks for all of your letters and thanks also to everyone who keeps listening someone else checked into the discord this week and said they've been listening since the very very earliest days the pre-simon byron days they wow. said of the show Right. Uh, so that's incredible isn't it for people to stick with us that long
0: was there a pre-Simon Byron day? I mean, I was on the first show. Yeah, I was going to say.
1: Not so, what that really, really means maybe in the. Did you do some shows before minutes. that? No, we didn't. First few minutes before you started speaking, okay, I guess. Right. Okay, maybe. that is early. It is early indeed. Normally, people just tune in for you, don't they?
0: <laughs> Skip the intro that, with me. I think that's unlikely. Um, well, thank you very much for listening. That's very kind of you. We're grateful for your ears.
1: So, is it time for... Well, do we have any other business? Thank you to everyone who came along to the last Marioke lockdown last night. Uh, that was super, super fun. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, found myself in hysterics more than one occasion. And also accidentally invented a new catchphrase, uh, We Maintain, by misspeaking. Which was super, super fun. It was potentially last ever Mariaki Lockdown will continue to broadcast on Twitch but they should be from this point filmed from our live events and we announced the date our comeback date July 23rd at an undisclosed location in London what Mm. hmm so that's exciting why have you not disclosed it because the venue where we will be performing have not yet announced the location so uh, that will come, I think, this week. It may be, may be announced by the time the podcast goes out. It may be even announced by the time the radio show goes out. But it hasn't been announced on the Sunday that we are recording the show. And it wasn't announced on the Friday that we uh, performed mariaki. But anyway, we're really, really excited. Keep the 23rd of July free if you're in London or even if you're not, because you'll be able to watch us on the internet.
0: Good, alright, well, look forward to that. Um, shall we get on with the reviews? Let's
1: get on with the reviews. Simon, what have you been playing over the last two weeks?
0: I have been playing Days Gone on my PC, Steve. Yes, uh, the previous PlayStation exclusive game has landed on uh, PCs with uncapped. Frame rates, STI, you know, wide monitor support, STI that you couldn't get on the PlayStation 5 version. Other things, I think the, uh, is a photo mode new? I'm not sure. Um, anyway, uh, you don't need a PlayStation to play it anymore, which is good. So it was a game that was much uh, hyped because of its zombie horde technology. Um, uh, it's a open world um, zombie apocalypse game. Uh, Sons of Anarchy meets... The walking dead is how i've seen it described and that's a very good way of summing up what you do uh, so it's two years after the zombie apocalypse um, you are on the road with your pal um, some things happen and then you need to do what you do in all open world games which is clear out enemy camps open up new locations do some story missions you can also do some um non-golden path missions as they're, as they're called um uh yeah i'm thoroughly enjoying it um you, you ride around it looks beautiful on the pc you know I'm, I'm still i think i've played like sort of 10 11 hours of it but i'm still reasonably early within the game i haven't unlocked this a, a subsequent part of the map but i'm just uh, getting to grips with the systems and stuff becoming a little more confident steve you know pulling out my gun now and again um, but you need to be careful because, you know, those zombies uh, are attracted to a gunshot and uh, one false move, or if you forget to cut the alarm when you're opening up a new trailer, uh, all the zombies come and it. it gets a bit annoying. So, yeah, it's good. Um, looks pretty, pretty, you know, it's made me jump sometimes. Thoroughly enjoying potting around in it. 7 out of 10.
1: So, I've been playing almost the opposite of that game. a game called inglet
0: you heard of that well i have i've seen people talk about it i even i was so intrigued by it the other day Steve, that i looked up a video of it and didn't had no idea what was going on (laughs)
1: well let me uh guide you through that so inglet is the new game by a guy called niflis uh nicholas nigran think his name is and he is one of my favorite game designers uh, previous works include uh, the absolutely brilliant knit and knit underground which is one of my favorite games of um, some years ago he's been working on this for a couple of years and I've seen some uh, seen some videos of it seen I think it came out of game jam um, but I didn't know much about it Essentially you play what amounts to an abstracted kind of dolphin-like creature jumping from pool to pool and making you through a game that amounts to a platform game using that control system. So you leap from a pool to another pool and then you work out how to leap to the next pool using perhaps springy things in between or different surfaces that behave differently depending on buttons that you press or the state of them as you move. Um, It's brilliant. It's absolutely uh, a game designer's game in one respect, in that it's got this very, very pure control system and systemic items that all combine in different ways and produce brilliantly set up puzzles. And as a game designer, like his other works, I just look at it and go, this is perfect and clever and I am envious. But I'm also able to take that hat off and just play it as a player. And I had such gentle, beautiful fun for, I think, the three hours that it took to essentially 100% the game. Um, And they were just three purely joyful hours. It was just, it's a kind game. It's not too difficult. And even if it is too difficult, you can turn down the difficulty and play it in a casual way. I didn't, of course, because I'm super hardcore. Um... And um, it's one of those games that you can complete and then go back and find more things in each level and, like I say, 100% it, which I did because, again, just such a joyful experience, such a, you know, fun, satisfying experience. It never gets too difficult either. And um, it has a couple of things that I think are brilliantly... uh, it, It does this thing. Games, platform games traditionally... Well, when we first started playing platform games, they were really difficult, right? Like, really, really punishing. You had three lives, you'd get to a point in the game, you would die, you'd have to go back all the way to the start of the game. Uh, And it would be frustrating, but you dealt with it because you were a kid and you had nothing else to do. Traditionally, then, um, you know, Mario arrived, then you started having level checkpoints where you would beat a number of levels and you'd be able to go back to the beginning of that level. And even now, uh, you have more regular checkpoints in level. I think uh, level Sonic introduced those, right? A checkpoint halfway through the level which stops you having to repeat. Inglet. Inglet, I guess, uh, does something incredibly beautifully clever which is when you just pause for a couple of seconds on a platform, it just slowly rings it in red and goes, that's your checkpoint now. Which is so clever because it makes any point in the game, be a point where you can say, Okay, I keep failing, so I'm just going to stop on this platform and let it ring it, and now I know I'll always come back to this, and just it closes that sort of loop. It, it stops you having to repeat all of that earlier stuff. But if you're speed running it, you don't want to pause for all of that, so you go bounce, 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 and then you fail, and you're like, Ah, oh, should have paused. It's risk and reward, and it's so elegant, I can't believe I've not seen it in video games before and it also does one other thing which i'm not going to spoil um the final achievement in the game is one of the cleverest things i've seen in video games ever um and i haven't got it yet but i am going to get it um later in the year and i guess i think that's all i can say about it without um spoiling it but please 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 buy inglet play it and If you want to get the 101% achievement with me, I'll be doing that in November.
0: The end. Good good stuff. Uh, I'm pleased you're not going to spoil it because we're we're running right out of time. We are. Good. Um, Thank you
1: so much, Simon. It's been good to see you. Thank you for catching me up on E3. Nice to see you, Steve. Anytime. And thank you to everyone who's listened today. As well, thanks to all our letter writers, and we will see you again next week, right? We will do. Until then... Goodbye! Goodbye!